Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast. It's Friday, April 1st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today, you're going to hear from the coaches who will oppose each other in the first game of the Final Four on Saturday, Kansas's Bill Self and Villanova's Jay Wright. This marks the fourth time they've met in the NCAA tournament, the second in the Final Four. KU won the first meeting between the teams in 2008, Nova in 2016, and in the 2018 Final Four. What do those results have in common? The winner went on to capture the national championship. So you'll hear the coaches compliment each other, standard stuff for occasions like this, but they also get into that 2018 game and address many other topics. From interviews recorded Thursday at the Final Four New Orleans, here are Bill Self, and then after a break, you'll hear from Jay Wright. Well, we're, we're obviously very excited to, to be in New Orleans, and, and uh, uh, we've actually were, were here 10 years ago uh, and had a great time, and, and, and uh, I'm proud to have my team here representing our university. Let's start on the left side with Matt. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Matt Tate, Lawrence Journal World. Coach, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the, the guard posting up matchup in this thing. I wonder how important you see that. And, and I also, you mentioned yesterday no one's talking about Kansas Nova. And, and I asked Jay earlier if he, if he agrees that it's kind of the undercard. He kind of laughed and said he hasn't had time to think about that. So I wonder how much you're addressing that or, or playing that up at all. Well, I, I don't think the, uh, the undercard here will get more attention than anything that uh, we've ever had before. So uh, uh, I don't look at it that way at all. I, I, I do look at it as uh, the majority of the tension, and, and probably rightfully so, will be on the second game because it's, it's Duke Carolina and they've never met and Coach Case last year and all those things. But, but uh, uh, you know, we, we're, we're fired up. I don't think anybody in this field is flying under any radar or anything like that. And, and you know, everybody has the same goals. And, and uh, actually, I believe all four teams have a legitimate shot, you know, if they play well. Coach, we're going to go to the right side, too, up front. Hey, Bill. Scott Gleason with USA Today. We have statistics that show that as far as spending goes, the men's basketball program at KU has nearly doubled what the women's basketball program has spent, and that goes in three categories. One is travel, the other is equipment, and the other is recruiting. I'm just curious to see what your thoughts are on spending equality within your own university and also men's and women's basketball as a whole. Yeah, I, I, you, Scott, you're throwing that at me, and I have absolutely no idea what anybody else does. and, and uh, uh, I mean, I know what our program does and, and those sorts of things, and, and we do everything first class. And uh, it's my understanding, based on what I've been told, that, that, that uh, the women are doing everything uh, first class and, and, and the same things that we do. So I, I don't know about all the different things that go within a budget or how money is spent, but, but uh, uh, I do know that our... 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The university takes very serious, and our athletic department takes very serious of treating all sports the best they possibly can financially. We're going to go to the second row, Dennis. Okay. Let's go back over here to the left, right on the corner. Hey, Bill. Amy Just from the Times-Picayune. Um, 2016 feels like a long time ago, um, but... How have you seen Mitch develop in the past six years to be, you know, the leader that he is and, you know, in a unique situation where he's still playing college basketball? Yeah, I I think I don't know if if Mitch would love playing basketball a seventh or eighth year, but he would love playing at Kansas. He just loves the school so much. He's so popular on campus. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know that we've had many if any, that, that would uh, 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 feel the same way about his school that he does. Uh, so it's been a treat to watch him grow up. Uh, uh, I think the, the, you know, you think about how the senior year was taken away from so many last year in so many ways, and, and then you have uh, the NCAA giving these kids an opportunity to get an additional year, and to think that, that uh, he has an opportunity to go out this way as opposed to the way it could have been, I think is, is, is uh, very rewarding for him. And I know there's a lot of other students out there, student athletes out there that get the same opportunity. Coach on the right side on the aisle, we'll go with Mike. Mike L first, then Mike D. Uh, Michael Presley with NCAA.com. Bill, long tradition is such a part of all the teams here. When you start coaching at a place like that, and even now, how much do you feel the responsibility of carrying on and how much do the players feel that carrying on for the people who came before I, I think the players feel it after they've been there I'm not sure they feel it before they get there you know we talk about you know you know there's only uh, one place you could ever play for where the inventor of the game was your first coach I mean that that's that's pretty strong and, and I'm not sure it really resonates with the players uh until they've been there and can feel it and all the videos and all the things that we show them and all the stories, I do think they, they feel it. Uh, but with me personally, I was a GA there in 80, 85, 86. We went to the Final Four. Uh, uh, I had very little responsibilities, but I saw firsthand uh, uh, just what it can be like there. And uh, I mean, I take it very seriously that uh, I'm the caretaker of the most historic program that's ever been. That's how I look at it. I know that's that that's my perspective, but but that's how I look at it, and I'm I'm very proud to carry that uh, uh, because it does mean something extra when you stop and think about uh, Naismith and Allen and Rupp and Chamberlain and and you go down Manning and you go down the list. Uh, 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 it's pretty special to to be in charge and be a caretaker in the brief moment in time that that we actually are. A little further back on the right hand dial, Mike. Mike DeCourcy from Sporting News, Bill. Um, all those names you mentioned, uh, Remy Martin would not fit in, in, in a lot of different ways. He's very he's very unusual player. Uh, and un- unusual for you to have someone who 
you know, can go get his and often does in the way that he does. I wonder if you could explain a little bit about what it's been like to coach him and try to incorporate what he does into what you've done for 20-some years. Well, uh, uh, Remy is probably different than anybody I've ever coached. Uh, but I've loved coaching him because I love his personality and I love his energy and these things. It's just been unfortunate for him this year because he's probably had about as frustrating a year as I can ever remember somebody that wasn't out with a season-ending injury. Uh, uh, I mean, he, he comes to practice, works hard every day, does an extra two to three hours of treatment, whatever it is, and, 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 and you get to practice, and some days maybe he can go, and some days maybe he can't even go. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we recommended that he shut it down. He shut it down, and, and now I, 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 I see and have seen uh, what his presence can actually mean and how it could benefit a team. I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest, on how to incorporate him the best I can, but to give him credit because he's figured out how to fit in with what we do. So I, 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 I give him the credit. He's, he's been awesome, and, and, uh, but, it, but we didn't have anybody that you could run bad offense and come away with the basket. And he's one of those guys, and that's so important this time of year. Front row toward the left. Gary Bedore, KC Star Bill, I wondered if you could comment on Dave's work ethic and how much he wants it compared to some of the other bigs in terms of getting ready for games and stuff. Uh, you know what, I, I, I think we've had a, a ton of guys that want it and, and, and their preparation's great and everything. I, I think I probably res respect David's prep uh, uh, more than most is because, uh, you know, guys, we practice at three, you show up at 1.30, you get taped, you go to weights, you practice, and you go home. With David, uh, uh, you know, practice at three, weights at two, show up at 11.30 to get treatment and do all the things that he's doing uh, probably six days a week, seven days a week, just to, so you could go to practice. So, uh, uh, you know, his prep work for opponents is probably very consistent with others, but what he has to go through to put himself in a position to, to uh, play, I, you know, I can't help but respect that a ton. Coach, we're going to take a few in the back of the room toward the left. Yep. Chris Lee with Cake TV. Uh, Bill, just how, not, how special is it to not only get here, but to have two local guys and Christian and Ochai play such a big role at getting you to the stage? Well, it would be special to get here regardless, as, as you said it. But, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, we've never put an emphasis on recruiting local kids. We put more of an emphasis on, obviously, just going out and getting the best kids. Uh, and uh, we've been able to recruit national for the most part. But, but uh, you know, uh, it is pretty special that, you know, within 45 minutes of your home, you have arguably as two of the, you know, arguably uh, two of the very best wings on any team in, in college basketball. So, and they were recruited, but they weren't highly recruited. I mean, when, whenever you're, you're, you're not a starter on your AAU program, that's usually not the, the guys that, you know, uh, uh, Villanova and, Kansas and Carolina and Duke go recruit. So, and, and then they've turned out to be as good as anybody we could have ever recruited. Coach, we're going all the way back, all the way left. Mick Schaefer, KSHB 41. Speaking of local guys, you've had a T-hand on your team every time you've made the, uh, the Final Four. I know you know the family uh, very well by now. How much of a, uh, I guess, good luck charm, I guess, do you uh, treat them as? Well, you, you know, uh, the T-hands have kind of become the, the first family of our of our program, uh, uh, 
because we've had, uh, I believe since 2007, uh, uh, you know, we've gone to four Final Fours and, and Connor was a part of two and now Chris has been a part of two. So, and, and, and they both put their handprint all over everything we do. So uh, really proud of them, but the, but, but, uh, the family's been unbelievable. I, uh, they have one younger one, Marcus, but he's just a student on campus, so I don't think we can get him out. But, but uh, uh, they have been kind of our good luck charm. In the center of the room, Coach, all the way back. Hey, Coach. Len Jennings with KNBC. Uh, Coach Wright was out here talking about 2018, and he kind of almost describing it like it was an anomaly. Caught fire. It's happened to him. Just your thoughts on, on that, uh, the, the game that you guys played in 2018, and if you have a similar takeaway. Uh, I haven't wanted to think about that since 2018. So uh, they were unbelievable that day. I mean, they made 18 threes. Probably made 12 the first half. I don't know the exact number. Uh, uh, they jumped out on us 22-4, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, uh, it, was, it, it wasn't over before it, was, before it started, but it, it wasn't far off. By that under, under 12 or under 8 timeout, we had a, we had a long, long hill to climb. And, and uh, uh, that was a special team he had. Maybe one of the best teams college basketball seen the last decade. And uh, uh, certainly... You know, when, you, when, when you're that talented and that well coached and drilled and, and then you play your very best on a particular day, you're going to be tough for anybody to handle. And they certainly were too much for us that day. Third row coach right in front of us. Coach Chris Button, ESPN, to add on to that, that 2018 team versus this year's team, how are they similar? How are they different? Uh, our, our team specifically? Uh, you know, that, that team that we had, we had a, we had a center uh, uh, that was playing uh, hurt. Uh, he had he had sprained his MCL right before the end, so he wasn't quite himself. But uh, I got to be honest, that that 18 team was hot coming in here. I mean, we 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 won a great game against Duke in the lead eight game, and we had probably the hottest guard in the country and Malik Newman at that time. And then we still had Devonte and Svee, so we were we were we were playing with you know uh, uh, potential pros and and. Uh, uh, this year's team, we, 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 we've got you know, two or three guys that I think could make a living playing this game a long time at, the, at that level. Uh, but I don't know that I would say that, that this team was, was more talented, but I think I could say this team was, was more connected on both ends. I, th I think this year's team has become better defensively and offensively we're, we're, we're not far behind at all what that team was. So uh, uh, I like this team. I, I think we got a collection of of really good players, and then when really good players play well together, I, I think we can play at a really high level. Coach up front here, we're going to go to Alabama. AP Stedham, WHEP, AM and FM, Foley, Alabama. Uh, congratulations, Coach, and good to see you. Uh, Coach, what are some of the characteristics of a Jay Wright team? And then also, what are some of the crucial things you've learned about coaching in a Final Four? Well, I, I think... Uh, um, you know, Jay's teams are, if, if you were to ask coaches across America, I think that, that played against him, he said, well, they're, they're unbelievably sound, they're fundamental, they, they, they don't turn it over, you have to beat them, they don't beat themselves. And, and in our sport, there's probably more games lost than there are games actually won. Uh, and they're not going to help you beat them. So uh, that would be something, I, I, that, would, that would be a, a great compliment if anybody ever said that about my teams. They probably don't, but if they did, that, that I, I would take that as a compliment because uh, uh, obviously they're very, very good and sound. And, 
And uh, my experiences in the Final Four, I actually had my best experience my first time. But the, but the biggest thing that, that, that I think you have to do here, you have to find some way to uh, keep minds and bodies fresh. Uh, you know, this is draining and taxing for many. And uh, it is up until Saturday, and if you're fortunate enough to win, then it's even more so after that. So finding a way to, to uh, keep guys off their feet, to keep guys uh, uh, not thinking about things, burning energy in the hotel room, things like that, and, and, and then obviously have them play with freedom. Those would be the things that I would try to stress the most. Coach Midway, back of the room toward the right side here. Your radio, I believe. Hey. Bill, David Lawrence, uh, Gillespie, his numbers, shooting the three, he's great at the free throw line, assists, just comments about him. Does it remind you of anyone in the league now or previous that you have faced? Well, you know, he, he kind of reminds me, uh, you know, going way back uh, uh, to Mike Nardi. And then he remind me of, uh, of uh, uh, Archie Diacono. And then he would remind me of Jalen Brunson. I mean, all those guys have certain qualities that, you know, they can all post up. They all take care of the basketball. They're, they, they, they're, they're all good shooters, and they're unbelievable leaders. Uh, you know, any, anytime you're two-time Big East Player of the Year and, and obviously an All-American, you've you got to be able to play. And, and, and I think he's really a talent, but I, I think his leadership and toughness, may, you know, equals his talent. So I think he's a terrific college player, terrific. Coach, second row on the left, Lawrence Journal World. Or gentleman on the left is good too. Yeah, Bill Zach Boyer from Lawrence Journal World. Uh, you kind of went through this situation a little bit with Creighton, with Kalkbrenner going down. You've get the situation with Moore going down. How much can you prepare now? You limited tape for a guy who plays 35 minutes, but you got the extra week now to dig into things. How much does that change the dynamic there? You know, I don't, I don't know that that there's a lot we can do to prepare differently because I think Jay's still going to do what they do. But they, you know, they did play a game against Connecticut early in the season when Justin was out and. You know, uh, uh, Villanova played arguably one of their best games of the year. Uh, I think they hung 85 on Connecticut and 6 of 11 from 3 and 21 of 22 from the line. So, uh, uh, and, they, and they did try to post their guards still the same way, even though Justin's one of their better posting guards. But, but uh, uh, they were able to play without him. And, and so they, they, they can draw from that and know they're very capable of playing very well even without uh, Justin. So uh, uh, we'll watch that, and we have watched it, but I don't know if it showed me a lot of different stuff. Uh, but it, 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 it showed me that, you know, no matter who they got out there, they're capable of still playing the same way they've been playing. Coach, we're going to try to take one from Zoom right now. We have Christopher out there. Chris, can you hear us? Hey, this is Chris Idell from Herbert M Radio in Baltimore. Sorry for about that. Um, Coach Self, um, talk about your last time you been at the Final Four. Is this team similar to that team or is it a little bit different? Uh, is is my team similar to that team? Yeah. Uh, I would say we're similar in some ways. You know, uh, that team shot the ball better uh, and and had more guys that could probably shoot with range. I, I, I But that team was, was average defensively. And even though we haven't been great defensively all year long, I do think we're – more capable on that end than and maybe the other team was. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I don't think that we have as many prolific three-point shooters, but we've all, we, you know, I think we got five or six guys that's all scored at least 22 in a game this year. So 
you know, they're more than capable. So there are some similarities, but but I actually think uh, uh, I, I actually think this year's team. I wouldn't have said this in January. Uh, uh, overall, if you know, looking at both ends, I think is a more consistent and probably a better basketball team. Now that we've showed off our technology, coach, we're going to go back into okay. this room yeah. on the front left. Four, seven sports. Um, I want to ask about a rotation question. At the under 16, you usually go to the lineup with Remy and Mitch in there. Um, it seems like you guys go on some runs when that lineup's in there. What do you like about what that group brings, and what has it made it kind of so effective through the postseason? Well, Remy, you know, he brings energy, he brings speed, and everything. And, and, and Mitch, to me, brings uh, you know shot blocking, rim protection, things like that. He's he's become pretty pretty good at that, and so. Uh, I don't know that we're a lot different or we're better, so to speak, but I, it seems like to me that, that Mitch, in six years, we've been watching him add energy to a game when he comes in, and we're definitely seeing that with, with uh, Remy as well. So it just seems like to me it's a, it's, a, it's a more energetic bunch whenever that team plays together. Coach, this will be our last question. Back of the room right in front of us. Uh, Coach Bill Self, uh, Darren Smith, Sports Radio 810 uh, out of Kansas City. Looking, looking back on this past season, is there a signature win or loss uh, that, that, that you feel that may have gotten this team, uh, I guess, uh, kind of you know, together, cohesive to make this type of run that, you, that, that they're on right now? Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a, a win that I would say that one like really brought it all together for us. But there, there was a loss that certainly helped us. And, you know, on game day in late January, Kentucky came in our house and put it on us. And there was a big difference between what our team looked like than a team that could win a national championship looked like on that day. And even though uh, we didn't really talk about it like that, everybody in our locker room knew that we had a long ways to go because that was a very eye-opening and humbling, humbling day. And, and, and through that, I think that was a catalyst to kind of tell us, hey, we, we think we may be okay, but we're not near as good as we think we are. And, and I do think it helped us. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. We're joined now by head coach Jay Wright from Villanova. Coach, you want to give us a couple thoughts this morning and then we'll open it up to questions. Sure. Uh, we, we had a, a another good practice today. I feel like we're, we're in a good place. Um, you know, w- with replacing Justin, um, I-, I think, um, you know, just watching more and more of Kansas, I'm just so impressed with their, with their team speed, their, their intelligence defensively, and, um, and their execution in dead ball situation. Just, uh, 
you know, I mean, Bill's a Hall of Fame coach, so it, it shouldn't, it's not a surprise, but it's just still cool to, to watch their, their execution and intelligence. And I, and I think um, we're going to have to play extremely intelligent, tough against them. Uh, and, and I think we're ready to do it. We'll start taking questions <laughs> for Coach Wright, front right side of the room, Zach. Brazil and New York Post. Jay, do you have to do anything with these guys to make them believe they can win the win this this weekend? You know, you're probably the underdog of the four teams without Justin. Is, is there anything you've had to do this week to build up their confidence? No, it really, I don't. It's an interesting question because I I called, um, I believe on Monday, I was just putting together myself watching film and putting together what uh, – you know, what adjustments we would make without Justin, you know, who would be out-of-bounds situations, press-offense situations. And, uh, and I was thinking to myself, do I need to talk to them about this? So I just called Colin Gillespie, and I just said, Kyle, do I need, do I need to talk to these guys about being ready, us, us really believing we can do this without Justin? He's like, no way. Everybody's, everybody's good. Don't worry about it. So I really never – Never had to approach it because we, we talk about that all year when when other, when anybody's out you know Colin was basically out we played at St John's he, he didn't practice so I, I think they they believe in each other. Midway uh, down the aisle, coach on the right side. <clears throat> yes, sir. You <laughs> with Brandon the microphone, Quinn, sir. Brendan yes. Quinn from the athletic. No one's called me sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Brendan Quinn from the athletic. Jay, when you got the job, two thousand one. How difficult was it having, because of 85, how difficult was it having national championship expectations <coughs> at a program that, frankly, was very far from being a national championship <coughs> contender? Interesting. I, I've always felt what's unique about Villanova, <clears throat> excuse me, I've always felt what's been unique about Villanova is um, you, you have the passionate fans of a a national championship program, but you have, um, I, I look at it like being in a pro town and being in the Northeast, they're reasonable people. They have other, they have other interests, you know, and, and, and so they won a national championship. And I always think there's, you guys have heard me say, I think this is the best coaching job in the country. And that's another one of the reasons like they, they want to win national champions. And I knew it. And, the, and, the, but they look at your team and they say, okay, you're new, you're building a new team. Um, we're going we're to give you time, you know, we're going to support you. And they still sell out every home game. And we weren't great in the beginning. Um, I look at Dana sitting in front of you. We, we had the famous breakfast where she said, yeah, you know, I got to write, you're going to get fired, you know, if you don't win this year. But it's, it's really unique about Villanova. I, it, I never felt that pressure. I never really felt that pressure and still don't. Up front to the right. Mike Sielski from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, I, I know you're not thinking about this now because you still have a game, but at, at what point um, when you've had these seniors who have been with you for a long time, whether it's guys like Colin or Jermaine or Arch or whoever it might be, at what point have you found that it sinks in that they're not going to be there anymore, these guys who have been part of you for as long as they have? Mike, definitely you do not think about it at all because it's almost like you don't want to. But when that last game hits, it, it, it hits you like a ton of the bricks. 
and um, that's that's what makes you emotional when you lose the last game that's what makes you it's not losing the game because usually whenever you lose especially if you get this far everybody's given all they've got you're not disappointed but it hits you like this is it for for my coaching relationship with Colin Gillespie on the floor with Jermaine Samuels on the floor with Demir Cosby Rancher this is it that's what makes you really emotional and uh, I do not look forward to that, but I, I know it, it's, it's going to come. The great thing is when you, if you win, you don't really deal with that. It, it hits you like gradually some, some weeks later, but most in your career, most times you end with a loss. Coach, we're going to stay in the same area and go to Zagoria. Adam. Coach, Adam Zagoria, how are you today? Um, Good, buddy. In, ter in terms of integrating Brian Antoine into the offense, have you learned anything new here in the last couple of days since you spoke to us Monday about his role? And, and I guess what are some kind of realistic expectations about what Brian could give you here in these, in these games? I'm, I'm, I haven't learned anything new. I mean, Brian is, you know, he's, we've said this so many times, but he just had the most unique path ever of any player we've ever had with with injuries and, and, and everything. Um, and what he brings us is great speed defensively, which against Kansas is important. He gives us perimeter shooting and a high-level basketball IQ offensively. That, that's, what he, that's what he brings us. And as he gets to practice and play, it's going to start showing. This is a great opportunity for him. It's really... You know, I keep saying about this Kansas team speed, and we've done this through the tournament. One of the things that we've learned over the years is when you're playing teams out of your conference like this, um, you got to get on the floor with them. I think I mentioned about the Houston game. Like, you got to get on the floor with them, and pr probably other coaches do this better than us. They can figure it out before the game, but there's certain things for us we got to get on the floor, see what's working. You know, do do we need Arch's ball handling more? Do we need Brian's speed defense more? What where does it fit? Do guys get in foul trouble? So, but he, he's ready. As we're taking this next question, we're going to welcome in Jermaine Samuels, Colin Gillespie, and Caleb Daniels as well. We're going to go to the middle of the room. Elaine, right? Yes. Uh, Lane Higgins, The Wall Street Journal. Hey, so I've got kind of an off-the-wall question for you, but obviously the dress code has been casual these last two years, and you have a bit of a reputation before that. And, you know, it's the first Final Four you've been to, and you maybe don't have to wear a suit, but... How, did you pack one in case? And, you know, are you thinking about wearing one? <laughs> I, I actually had to I actually had to call our uh, sports information director as I was packing to ask, uh, sh do I need a suit? Like, are there any events I, I need to go to? And he said, I don't think so. I, I, and so, no, I don't think I'm going to wear a suit because I don't have one. Um, but... It was it was nice. It's easy. It's easy packing. the The hardest thing for me is we we all dress the same, so we have the same shirt, the same. And they send me pictures of what to wear, and I can't tell the colors. I, I'm always nervous. I match up the right gear. That's been difficult. Like when you wear a suit, I, I just pick whatever I want to pick. So that's been challenging for me this year. The the, the head coach is not as good at look using the phone and see what I'm supposed to wear. 
the, the choosing of it for me, because the three-piece, putting on the suit, I can pick it right there, and I know what I'm supposed to wear, and no one cares what I wear. But if I don't match my guys, because we have so much stuff, we, we don't, and it looks like he screwed it up. So I, I'm more nervous about that than I ever was about what suit I wore. We'll take questions for Coach Wright or Jermaine, Colin, or Caleb at this time. We're going to stay in that same center area of the room. Your name and media outlet, please. Uh, Megan Morehart with the Villanovan. Um, Coach, you guys preach culture all the time, and it seems like attitude is the center of that. What does that word mean to you? It's, uh, it's something that we want our guys to learn about um, for life, and, and, and we want to learn about on the basketball court. The, the basic concept is um, in life we don't, we don't have control of what happens to us but we have control of how we respond to whatever happens to us. And, and we have a choice each day, when whatever's going on, what is our attitude gonna be? So on the basketball court, we, we try to do the same thing. Like sometimes we're trying to do the right thing and we turn the ball over, or we're trying to do the right thing and we do the right thing and, and the referee makes a bad call. We don't, have, we don't control that, but we do, do control what's our attitude on the next play, what's our mindset on the next play. So. When these guys are young, they're, they're really interested in basketball. So we, we talk to them, and we practice that on the basketball court, we practice it. And then we start talking to them, like, this is important in life too, we really want you to take this in life more than we do on the basketball court. And, and they've been, they're great about that, and, and, and we hope it helps them in life. Questions for Coach Wright or the Villanova players on the left side of the room? Colin Beasley to Villanova, um, Jay. Going into this final weekend with Colin, Jermaine, and Da, have you, um, have you given them any advice to soak it in, or how are you approaching that? Um, we, we approach that like we are blessed to be able to continue to play, and this is our next game. And our, our next game and us being together and being able to play basketball is more important than any outside event, Final Four, semifinal. It's all big time stuff, but that, that's how important our next game is to us. And to keep that focus and that concentration, that's been our advice, but I don't really have to say it because these guys, especially these guys have been here, they lived it, they know what it is, and that's, that's how we approach it. Questions for Coach Wright or the Villanova student athletes, Mike. I want to make sure I say, we're not minimizing the Final Four, it's just that that's how important playing a game is to us in our next game. The Final Four is really important, but playing against Kansas and having a game against Kansas is more important to us. Next question is for Mike Jensen. Mike Jensen, Philadelphia Inquirer. Jay, you, you've taken a lot of NIL questions. I'll ask one this way. Uh, is it, I mean, you're one of the better paid coaches in the sport. You've got endorsement deals. Is it easier to morally justify all that to yourself when you know that these guys can, can get some things? Definitely. It, it's, that is a, I think there's a lot of great things about um, NIL. And I, th I think it's going to be, I really believe it's going to be good for college basketball moving forward. I think it's going to be good for NBA basketball. I think um, guys, there are guys that I really believe that would like to stay in college, but it's just not a good business decision. It's not intelligent to do it if, if they can only make money in pro basketball. But there are guys that want to stay in college that can make money and they don't have to go to the NBA at a young age when they're not ready. 
And I think the NBA is going to benefit eventually. And they're going to figure out there's some guys that are staying in college, they're making good money, and then we're going to get them when they're ready instead of taking a guy that just has to go. So I think it's going to be good. And, and to answer your question, it's definitely it's, it's definitely something that has weighed on me. I know a lot of coaches that we make money and these kids are struggling and they're, they're a big part of it and they have the opportunities. It's not even like they ask for it. It's just they have opportunities and, and they can't take them. And, and to be able to see them um, pick and choose from those opportunities and know that they have that available to them and, they, and they're making money and they're not struggling and they're sharing in, in all of this is, is, is really heartwarming for, for me as a coach and I know a lot of coaches. Continuing with questions for Coach Ryder, the student-athletes. We're going to go all the way up front and all the way to the right. Gentlemen from the Lawrence Journal World. Yeah, Zach Boyer from the Lawrence Journal World. Uh, Jay, uh, you don't, you know, you have one transfer in Caleb. You don't have very many one-and-dones in the past 20 years since you've been here. What is something that you've realized to be the value of having an experienced team over the years? It's... Um... It's just it's just finding the right people and knowing that you have people that want to be a part of your community, want to be a part of their team, and that and that want to be the best student, the best man, and the best person they can be, the best student, the best player, and the best person they can be. That's why they're there. And they really believe that if I'm a part of this and my goal is to be the best player, student, and person I can be, that gives me my best chance to be an NBA player. You know, there's, it's never a guarantee you're going to be an NBA player, you know, unless you're Zion Williams or something like that. But 99% of the guys, you have to have a path. So they, they choose that their path is being a part of a community, being a part of something bigger than themselves, and they believe in it. And they believe that that's really going to help them be the best player they can be. So if you, you know, to get someone that's going to be there for six, seven months, it, it, sometimes they believe it, and, and we've had a couple of those guys, and they did a great job. And you can see that they return to, be, to remain a part of the community, you know? And then, some, you know, Caleb, we didn't recruit Caleb out of high school, so he didn't have the chance, but he played for Mike Dunleavy, who told me, like, this kid, I, kn I know your culture, I know what this kid, he came to Tulane for the same reasons, he, he would come to Villanova for the same reason. And he's, he's fit in, you know, like a kid that started there from day one because he, he believes in that. On the right side, Dana. <clears throat> Looks like the front right microphone. Uh, Dana O'Neill at The Athletic. Jay, going way backwards, you were talking about, like, the emotions of saying goodbye eventually to these guys. I'm just trying to ask if you could put yourself maybe in Mike Krzyzewski's shoes, knowing that your career <laughs> is coming down to the end. I mean, I, I, I know you're nowhere near that, but I'm just wondering if you can try to imagine what that would feel like. I think, um, you know, uh, it's gotta be mind-blowing. It's gotta be mind-blowing. I, I, I would be lying if I tell you I don't, you know, you think about it after each year, you think about, you know, where your life is, what are you gonna do? And it's really difficult to think about I honestly, um, and, and if you're him, <laughs> and 
and you've done it for that long and you've been that successful and it's so much a part of your life and you think about the longer you do it, the more relationships you have and those relationships um, are really meaningful to you. So you're not their coach anymore. That's, that's probably something that's, that's got to be really difficult to deal with. And you know, I, and again, I think about it because there's got to be, there's going to have to be a time when it's time for the next coach at Villanova. There's going to have to be that time. You got to pick the right time. I think Mike did it extremely intelligently and um, it's got to be really difficult. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to the staff of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Sportsbeat live shows will continue during the Final Four. They'll happen every day from New Orleans, starting today, as long as Kansas is playing. Check out KansasCity.com and the Star social media channels for times. As for the podcast, we'll be back on Monday, and KU's performance on Saturday will determine if it's a season wrap-up or a preview of the national championship.